Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Today we are talking about Paolo Boncaro, who comes in at number 15 on the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players. Last year he was terrible in category leagues, great in points leagues, but what does it mean for this season in year two? Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And we are going to talk about Paolo Boncaro on today's podcast. And we're going to take a deep dive into what makes him one of the more fascinating players from a fantasy basketball perspective this season. He comes in at number 15 on the top 25 most interesting series that I've been doing for the last 10 days, and we've got 15 more days left to go. So if you haven't already, go back and check out all of those podcasts and videos. They're a shorter um, little little pod and video over there that you can check out on all those fascinating players that I think have a wide range of outcomes and also could be the player that tips the the sides in your favor or maybe out of your favor for fantasy basketball drafts. So go and check all those ones out, guys. Today, talking about Paolo Boncaro, but before we do, let's make sure, again, if you haven't already and you are keen, if you've got your drafts coming up, the drafts are happening all over the place at the moment. It's very, very heavy and hectic time for fantasy drafts. Go to ballboysnba.com. Get yourselves a season draft guide. You can pick up one for uh, either a silver membership or a platinum membership. The price is listed on there for after the entire season. So you purchase a membership and you will get that for the entire year. No monthly or yearly subscriptions or anything like that. One-time uh, payment and you are good to go. Get all my projections, rankings, dynasty projections, Q&As, fantasy basketball articles, a couple on there as well. So let's get stuck into it. Talking Paolo Boncaro at number 15. Now he is someone who is 21 years old or 20.9 years old and his ADP is a little bit all over the place. Now on Yahoo, he is getting an ADP of 58.8. ESPN much higher, 375 Start to get up there. Uh, Fantrax, 61.3. So Yahoo and Fantrax, a little bit more in agreement. Now, ESPN, again, definitely influenced by the fact that they run much more points leagues over there, and he is much better in a points league format. So I can't really argue if that is the case, but I know that they also run category leagues over there, and if you do, uh, you are in a category league there and you are drafting him to the top 40, I will probably caution you to not do so. But um, let's talk about what he did last year. So he played... Um, Oh, I think he played actually more than 59 games there. I'll just double-check and edit that one on the fly here. But he played... Um, he, he got he was ranked 213th in a nine-category ranking. 
He was 142nd, if we take into account minus one rankings, and he was also 57th in a standard Yahoo points. He did, in fact, as I go in and edit this real quickly on the fly, bear with me, he did, in fact, play 72 games in not the 59. Let's change that one on the fly. And his minutes per game were 33.7 minutes per game. So played a decent chunk as a rookie. Lots of minutes on the court there. Um, so I still think he can go up a little bit. Again, he's, he's the number one pick this franchise's cornerstone piece. So they're going to play him a lot. Uh, but is good to note that he did already play a chunk of minutes last season. So the upside from that point of view isn't quite there. So... The story about Paolo Bunkero, you can you can talk about Paolo in a variety of different ways. It really comes down to the format and also how you are choosing to play fantasy basketball and view a player's value. If you are someone who is just looking at those rankings, nine-cat rankings, and that's how you value a player and you will not draft someone who was a 213th ranked player, then you will never get Paolo Bunkero on your fantasy basketball team. And I don't think that that's the right way to look at it. I think that for players like this, you need to take a few things into account. Now, already, if we go into a minus one ranking, he was the 142nd ranked player. Again, for those who aren't familiar, minus one rankings is the player's best seven categories outside of turnovers, the best seven categories, losing their worst category, and then I'm adding in a 25% weighting to turnovers. So the turnovers are worth less, and um, I'm removing the player's worst category. For this situation for Paolo Bancaro, it was his field goal percentage just. His free throw percentage was also very, very poor as well. So that was down there as well. But for his rookie season, it was his field goal percentage. So I am removed that. And he jumps up, what's that, 80 spots, 70 spots. Um And again, if you are punting free throw percentage or both percentages, he would move up significantly as well. So that is, and and that's just the minus one. So that's taking into account all sorts of different punts. All other players are placed in their best category. In a punt field goal percentage, he would actually be quite high, um, higher than the 142nd ranked player because those were some of his big negatives last season. So keep in mind that when we are talking about him, the value range and spectrum is very wide depending on how you're choosing to look at valuing players. But he did put up 20 points per game, seven rebounds, nearly four assists, over a three, 1.23s per game. The steals and blocks are not the best though. 0.8 steals, 0.5 blocks, and here's the percentages issues. 42.7% from the field, 73.8% from the free throw line, big attempts, 7.4 attempts at the free throw line, and 2.8 turnovers per game. Um, so again, those are the rookie numbers, the poor percentages, the turnovers. We see that a lot when it comes to rookies, but what we do also see when it comes to rookies going into their second season is big improvements in this area. And I expect Paolo Bancaro to follow the same trend. So let's look at some of what I've got on the screen here in a second is going to be some players that were drafted highly and go from a first year to second year players in a similar type of position that Paolo is. So that point forward or that that playmaking forward type um, and how they fared in their second season. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I've got a couple of, a few names in here, a couple of big ones um, and some not so big. But these guys here, comparisons to him, players that play a similar position, that have a similar role, that, that point forward kind of a role or a forward that's taken high in the drafts like Andrew Wiggins, who was the first overall pick. So on here, we've got Blake Griffin. Now, he was the highest field goal percentage of all these players in his first year. Remember, he, however, sat out an entire season, his rookie year, and then played a year later. So I do think that that helps players coming into their rookie season just have a better field goal percentage from the jump. They've seen a little bit more throughout the first year. So Blake Griffin went from 50.6 to 54.9, still jumped up 4.3 percentage from his field goal. Julius Randle, a a player that he was often comped to and I comped him to in his draft, uh, 42.9% up to 48.8% in his second year. LeBron James, again, I'm not saying he's going to be LeBron James, but LeBron James as a rookie shot 41.7%. I bet you you didn't know that, that um, Paolo Boncaro had a better field goal percentage than LeBron James did in his rookie season. Um, But LeBron went up to 47.2%, a 5.2% increase. And Andrew Wiggins went from 43.6% to 45.9% at 2.5% or 2.3% increase. Across those players, again, players who are high draft picks, three out, of the, three out of the four of those guys were number one picks, and then Julius Randle, who has a similar comp, still a top 10 pick, um, had big jumps when it came to their second season. So the average across those players was a 4.425 percentage increase. Now, if we apply that to Paolo Boncaro's uh, field goal percentage, which was 42.7%. He then jumps up to 47.2% from the field this season, which I think is totally reasonable. If you think about the type of player he is, he's a physical specimen. He's he's a, a big-bodied point forward, can get to the rim, um, has some nice handles for, for a guy his size. I think he can finish a lot more efficiently at the rim. I think there was a stretch there where he, he shot like one out of 30 from three in, I think it was July, uh, January or February. I can't exactly remember, but I think that those kind of huge spans of time where he's just shooting really poorly from the perimeter don't happen quite as often or as frequently or don't go for quite as long. So I think it's very reasonable for us to expect that field goal percentage to go up more towards that 47%. So again, I'm not comparing him to LeBron James, but that that kind of jump that LeBron did from 41.7 to 47.2, he's going from um, 42.7, sorry, yeah, 42.7 to uh, 47.2, I think is a very similar kind of expectation for what we can have for Paolo Boncaro. And when we do that, what it does is it eliminates one of his big negatives to go from a high-volume, low-40s guy to a high-volume, mid-40s guy, it might still be slightly negative, but it's easily, easily recoverable. And then you can really put him in the camp of more of a punt free-throw guy. And I think that makes a massive difference to how we are evaluating him and how we are building our teams around him. Because the other thing, when I called him a bust in last season's, uh, last preseason. I was calling him a bust because I don't think a lot of people had the idea in their mind that Paolo Mancaro was going to get to the free throw line as much as he did and that he was going to be a subpar free throw shooter and drag their team's free throw percentage down. And if you weren't built for that, if you weren't um, prepared for that or had a punt free throw team or built your free throw percentage to such a strength that 
it was able to cope with that, then he really, really did hurt you. But this season going into it, we should all know that his free throw percentage will be on high volume and below average. So that's going to drag your overall percentage down on a weekly basis. So if you can plan around that, I'm expecting the field goal percentage to rise in his second year. So that is not going to be a huge factor. The turnovers, I automatically will be weighting them down for most of my leagues like I normally would. And then you've got a player who can give you 22, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, um, a 3.5 per game, and he's not going to kill you from the field. Yes, the free throws is going to be poor, but you punt that. And there's the beginnings of a really, really strong fantasy player. We talk about the points being hard to get outside of the top 50. Here's a guy that can give you some really good scoring on any given night. Um, there's a little bit of upside that if he plays some backup center like he did in the World Cup, that those rebounds rise even further. Maybe we get some block shots come along. I'm not necessarily ready to project that, but it is a slight upside factor that you might get lucky in in terms of that coming across. So I do think that it is a very quick change when it comes to his nine category ranking and his minus one ranking for him to make his way up the ranking boards because as soon as that huge negative becomes even just a slight negative or a neutral, you can then, especially in a minus one setting, that minus one going from a field goal negative to a free throw um, one that it's cutting out, it makes a huge difference and he can jump another 50 to 60 spots. So I think, again, if we're valuing a player like Paolo Boncaro, there's going to be a vast range in terms of what you're doing, in terms of how you're evaluating him. So I think in a nine-cat ranking, he is still probably that. At the end of the day, he's going to be probably around that 100, maybe outside that top 100 with his rankings because he still doesn't have the most friendly of well-rounded games. He's not going to shoot a bunch of threes. The steals and blocks, I don't expect to be a strength. He is still going to turn the ball over a lot, and he's still going to shoot poorly from the field. And the field goal percentage is not a huge strength yet. Um, It might get there one day, but at the moment, I still expect him to be 47, 46%, maybe as high as 48. I don't expect him to go 50 plus and turn that into a strength of his, at least uh, early in this season. So I think in a nine category, if that's the way you're going to evaluate someone, I think that he's going to be someone more around that 100 mark than where he's likely going compared to his ADP. If you're punting free throw percentage and that's your specific build, I think you can view him as a top 60 player. Now, remember though, when you're punting a category, the idea is to get value out of where they're going. So if you're viewing him as a top 60 player, because again, he's not going to get you steals and I don't think you can rely on the blocks coming around just yet. You ideally want to get value. The reason I think it's okay to draft him at that spot is because of the scarcity of what he provides in the points and the assist department in a build like that. I think that elevates into that spot where I think it's okay to get him there, much like the rationale why I took Scotty Barnes at 60 in the Championship 30 League. I considered Palo as an option there because of the points and the scarcity of that in a draft, especially in a 30-team league draft where that is very hard to build. Um, So I can understand the argument there. But even still, if you're just looking at a rankings point of view, I don't think he's going to be much higher than that. And in a points league, of course, he's a top 50, likely top 40 player. In an ESPN league, if you're drafting him inside the top 40, you are cutting out a lot of the value, but he can be someone that is really strong in that type of format. Points, rebounds, assists. It is the the, the crux of, of creating a good points league player. So again, he is someone that does really well in that format. He's young, so you have a little bit more confidence with his games played, and he, you know, he has upside to even improve further than what I'm projecting. So 
I can understand it even going as high as sort of top 40, but remember, you are still looking for the value. When it comes to minus one rankings, he doesn't quite reach that top 60 for the free throw percentage. So my minus rankings have him closer to top 80 or 90. So sort of between the punt free throws and the nine cat value, again, it just is because you've got other players that maybe are better in a different punt build moving ahead of him. So your punt field goal percentages, your punt uh, assists, your your punt blocks guys all maybe just move up a little bit higher for him. Um, So I haven't got him in any of my drafts yet, but that's not to say if you're drafting him in the mid-60s, 70s, that he's a bad pick. I think he can be a great pick if he fits what you are trying to build. And it, and it has to be because of that. You have to be getting someone, and if you if you want the points and the assist combination from a forward player, then go for it. But do still remember that he is poor in threes. He's poor in steals. I don't expect him to the blocks to come around. Um, he's okay in rebound. He's not a dominant rebounder. I don't think he's going to be a guy that comes out and averages 10 rebounds per game. So as long as you're aware of the limitations of his game and you are getting him because of the scarcity of those categories that he's good at, and you are willing to punt the free throws and you don't care about the turnovers as much and you can build around and boost up the defensive stats later, then that's fine. I think that there is something to that. But just remember that in terms of a rankings, he will not be that high. If you look at Yahoo and go, oh shit, he's ranked 150th. Yeah, that is what you're probably going to get. And if you're someone that um, doesn't want that on your draft or, or on your team, then just be ready for that. But that's not to say that he is not worth drafting at around that spot because there are some situations and for some teams that I think that that does make sense. So that is Paolo Boncaro at number 15. Really interested to see what you guys have to think about uh, Paolo Boncaro and are you the type of person that will be happy to draft him as high as he's going or do you think that the ranking that he will end up at the season makes that ADP ridiculous and you're not going to touch him? Let me know down in the comment section below. And tomorrow, we are going to be continuing on with the top 25. We're in the top 15 now, number 14. Here is your hint. And you guys have been getting very good at this. Keep dropping down the hints. I'm going to have to make them a little bit harder. All right, let's talk about this guy here. This guy here, last season, was a first-round player. I think that he is someone that is potentially, in some situations, overhyped and overvalued. But there has been some changes in ADP that maybe you can get him at a discount and you can get him sometimes even in the third round when he was a first round player last season. Let me know who you think that is down in the comment section below. would love to keep seeing your guesses flowing through. If you are loving the fantasy content, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Get the video a big thumbs up. Head to ballboysnba.com and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.